Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Philosopher's Radio podcast. I will be your host, James Curtis. Today I am interviewing a good friend of mine, an ex-co-worker as well. We used to serve together at a wonderful place called Olive Garden. And um, today we will be talking about various things. Um, We cover everything from aliens to the English language to AI and computers, but most importantly, how Keegan got started off with his passion, which is making movies. Um, He's made many of his short films, and he never stops making them. This guy is always working, and I just can't wait to see him blow up, and I know that he will. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Here we go. For now, let's just dive into the conversation of what we think it is that prevents people that most people would consider ordinary people um, to start pursuing their passion to do whatever it is. Um, I stated earlier that I think it's a lack of um, creativity in a way or lack of imagination and they don't dare to think big. Um, And you stated that you think it's a lack of a drive and the yeah, will to do well, it. So is there a difference? Do they go hand in hand? What do you think? I don't know. I think, uh, well, for me personally, I just, it's so hard to like, uh, like I'll just be sitting down and I'll come up with ideas. Cause like if I'm doing like something with film or if I'm trying to like come up with an idea for a new video, cause like some people get really comfortable in like a certain space. I know for me, especially like if I'm a, if I just finished a video or something, I'm just going to say, like, hey, I made the video, I got up, and I finally did the thing, and then I finished it, and I had all the gratification, all the, like, nice feedback of, like, people saying, oh, awesome video, that was great. And then, like, once you get all that feedback, you have kind of this high that you're, like, manifesting in for such a weird amount of time that you don't really know where to pick it up again, but, like, once it sort of starts to simmer down, there's a part of, a part of me, at least, that's, like, God, I really want to create a new story, but and then I just think like ah, I can get to that later. Though I think that's like that's the biggest hurdle for a lot of people to say like, oh well, you know, it's procrastination. You know, okay. it's like, that's like the hardest thing for me is like I I just I can just do that later. Though okay. I can make my future self worry about that. So it sounds to me like in a way you once you did get started, you have this like self perpetuating cycle of. Uh, a motivating factor other than yourself now so you don't necessarily have to rely on getting yourself to go you know that people want to see what you well, create yeah I mean yes and no like I really do like the feedback of people like saying oh like I like seeing people get excited about something that I'm working on I think that's just a human thing for absolutely you know something that you do and then other people kind of see that you're doing that right. thing and otherwise you just share it with yourself yeah exactly <laughs> okay. right? and don't get me wrong like a part like the reason I do what I do is because, you know, I enjoy it. And, like, I enjoy the, the art of film so much, and that's why I dive into it so heavily, and that's why I want to, like, create my own. It's because, like, so it's funny because so many people ask me, like, oh, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? Like, I kind of, like, I'm stuck in my own head of, like, trying to make movies, and yeah. I forget to, like, watch them sometimes. So I'm, like, too busy trying to, like, come up with stories or come up with ideas for films when really my homework should kind of consist of watching movies, and I don't do that as much as I should. But, um I don't know. I have Okay, so I used to record songs and I used to rap. So there was yeah. a point in time where I thought, you know, t- 
to create good music, I had to listen to great music. Yeah. But then there's also a balance of like the human mind where it's like if you listen to something, it's going to influence you. And it's like, how do you separate your personal like thing you want to bring to the table (laughs) without copying somebody else? But then also like there's this apprentice stage. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to learn and you have to balance. and And it's a really, I think funny thing where it's like you're balancing coloring outside of the lines and Mm -hmm. you have to justify why you're coloring like are you doing it just to make a statement like somebody made a statement for you you know just like uh, of course i mean there's nothing wrong with that like i I think that's kind of the biggest part is like if uh i mean that's kind of why i like making movies is because i like being influenced by movies i mean and i i would like to do that to other people yeah but not only that but I, i like to reflect other people's artwork in my own sort of way but in in the sense that I can put my own spin on it and, or I could just you know I have these thoughts and ideas in my head and I think that's with any art form if you're doing music you have these ideas in your head and you're like you know I've heard sounds that I like in other people's work but like I haven't quite heard a sound that you know could right. reflect something very special to me and so you could want to make something for yourself and you know every time you revisit that thing that you made either you hate it which is kind of the case for me with a lot of my artwork i'll hate my own stuff just because i'm my biggest critic but then that's kind of the pleasure that comes out of it you hating your own work because you know you can do better and then you do do better and then every time you succeed in doing a little bit better and better and better you just kind of keep making artwork and it's just it's fun it's it's not even at that point for me it's not even about like getting the recognition from other people i think that is my drive to do uh, the next project is because like at the end of the day I just know I can do better and like some of the work that I have put out there like, even my latest film like uh, it's like a 30 minute movie and I can I can just pick apart every second of it dude. like I can just destroy it and then I just think to myself I'm like ah I can just do something so much cooler so much more entertaining and compelling so I mean I mean now I'm working like a new thing and it's just it's gonna be one movie after the next movie after the next movie like I'm just not gonna stop you know gotcha yeah, you know, something I was wondering earlier um, at the beginning of the conversation when you mentioned people um, giving you the feedback and that kind of mm-hmm. pushing you a little bit to kind of think of the next project was how did like what was it like for you the first time you decided to like what was your first film and like what got you to like get off of what you like playing video games or whatever you were doing to say like today's the day I'm going to mm-hmm. start filming the first film. Um, that's an awesome question. Um, I think, okay, well, it probably dates back to, like, the first movie I ever made, which I worked with, (laughs) this is, like, when I was, like, a child, and I worked with, I don't know if I'm, how old were you? I don't know if, like, it's okay for me to cuss, because I almost, when I was, like, a kid, and, um, I was, like, um, probably between six and eight wow so like really little and um okay. we just had this like little crappy little camera and then uh-huh. my sister was just putting together she was like we should make a movie just for fun and be stupid and then we were just making a movie and i was like acting in it and we made this like really crappy little horror movie and it was, okay. like, oh, it was so fun though because like the best part about it is like you just have like this visual representation of like a memory not necessarily even that it's this compelling story because it really wasn't that good of a story it was awful and like okay. it was just some crappy little thing that some like toddlers did but then you know for me i could go back to that and i could see that memory and relive that and so that was it's almost a movie in itself in your head yeah exactly like any sort of memory i have you know like i don't have the best memory but like it's so much easier to like recall something or like have a very fond memory of something if you can literally go back and like click play okay on on on, on some sort of screen 
But um, as of recently, I'd say, like, I really hunkered down and got more serious, probably just because I got a girlfriend who was like, you are like, you have these big dreams and you never do any of them. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess so. And like, also I was in school and I had a class where I uh, had access to equipment and uh, I had a buddy in there and I was like, you know what, man, let's just like make something because we didn't do anything in that class except for like sit around on the computers. And it's just like. At a certain point, you just get really bored of, like, you know, sitting on YouTube or Vimeo all day. So you're just like, you know, it's just, we have these, like, super expensive cameras in the closet of this classroom. And we literally have, like, two whole hours because we had the first and second period together. And okay. so we were like, we have two whole hours. This is just... in high school? Yeah, yeah. This okay. is uh, my senior year of high school. Okay. So we're just shooting the shit. And then uh, my buddy just comes in one day and he's, like, wearing this, like, suit and tie. And he's like... Let's get the camera ready. We're going to make a video. And I was like, that's awesome. And this is like in class in school too. So we're just like going around with a camera and we're just like shooting. And it was just, it was a blast. It was so much fun. And then we did it. And then I like, I sat back and I shot the whole thing and I edited it afterwards. And it came out like terrible, but it was just so fun to like look back and watch it and laugh. And it was like, I was like, man, we got to do this again. So it was that nonstop, like over and over and over. So uh, yeah, that was kind of the point where I was just like, I gotta keep doing this. I gotta, I gotta make more and just keep making them better, more fun. Or that's so interesting because it seems like the first two times, and I don't know if it's this way for you still, but at least the first two times, it sounds like we're just let's just do it, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's pretty awesome because there's not that much math that goes into it. You know, no, there's not there's like none a lot. whatsoever. Well, you don't have to do any pre-planning. You're just like, no, this it, is it, fun. We have it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know? And I, I mean, it's probably a lot different for other professions. Like if you are studying to be like some sort of like chemist or something like that, like you can't just, I mean, maybe you really maybe enjoy you could, chemistry. But you can maybe blow you your face really off. Fucking love this. Maybe you really fucking yeah. love chemistry and you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to mix some shit. Maybe. Today. It's like, you maybe. Know, that, but that's, that's, that's your drive. And for yeah. me, it's just like sit down and I'm like. I'll get, like, really in my own head, or if I'm, like, by myself too long, I'll just be like, you know what, I've been doing not enough productive stuff lately. It's, I don't know, it's just a weird time frame that I have to get in before I start another project, and I, I spend a lot of time, like you said before, like, overthinking and getting in my own head, and I just, you know, I might plan for the worst, and I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, but, it's like... a double-edged sword. It really is. So there's, there's just a point in my brain where a, a switch just flicks on, and I'm like, you know what? Just do it. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. You know, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you how many scripts I've actually written that I hate and I never even did anything with them. Which, I mean, looking do back, you keep like, them though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have. Okay. I, well, I'll keep them just because, like, I, I'll go back and read them all the time. Just because, well, they're also good like ideas, and I can yeah. go back and I can, you know, spot something off from them. I got like a like a hundred different voice memos in my phone of me just like, okay, idea for a short film, and yeah. then I just like pitch an idea to myself, and it's like. You know, I don't ever sit down and write all of them, but, you know, it's just still, my brain's constantly turning. Like, I I think uh, probably 75% of my day consists of thinking about stories to shoot on film. Like, that's, and I don't know if everyone else's brain works like that with what they love in their art form, but for me, at least, I know that, like, the majority of my day consists of trying to figure out what I want to do next with my artwork. I think that, if I had to take a wild guess, I think that, whatever somebody's medium is to get their story or translate how they view life, Mm -hmm. whether it be making a film, doing this podcast, or even just talking to a friend that they like to gossip with or whatever. I think that they do kind of in a way 
take away the bits and pieces from what's going on and like oh yeah i'm gonna add that you know to mm-hmm. this story mm-hmm. that i'm gonna present later to whomever oh, yeah All um, the time. So i mean i do think that people do that i don't know if everybody does it consciously i think that is the difference like i think that you if you know you have an outlet then you can kind of hone in and see like okay well oh this is great shit i'm gonna write exactly like like a sense of relatability in any sort of art form as well and i i think it's weird to say that like if you can't because i a lot of art forms i feel like try to push the boundary of like you have to be able to re- relate to it for it to be like compelling or like really mind-blowing and okay. i don't think that's necessarily the truth why not well, I like a lot of surrealism, and sometimes, well, the idea of a lot of art, in my opinion, is, you know, you want to be able to escape your normality or relatability and just be like, oh, this is this other, you know, like, universe that I can, you know, live within in, in, for a very short time, you know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of awesome that you can sort of escape your own life for a period of time and just kind of forget about what else is going on. I think that's awesome. I, I mean, mean yeah. don't get me wrong, like, I love being able to relate to something and be like, oh, totally gone through that that's super awkward or that's funny or that's depressing as shit you know like that's mm-hmm. his feeling so it's awesome but there's also like a very nice subtlety and a beauty to not being able to uh be a part of something that you've never been a part of before or to be a part of something you've never been a part of before i've sometimes i've i've done um kind of this experiment with myself where i have tried to think of something or imagine something that has nothing, and I don't even know if this is possible, but I've like tried to think or imagine something that doesn't come, like isn't composed of anything I've ever seen or like witnessed or know of in reality. Like, can I construct something like some kind of being or like place or something? And I think in a way it's like, it's impossible because you kind of are are always drawing from Mm -hmm. something that you have, but it kind of does allow you to put things together that aren't supposed to go together. Like, Well, that's an interesting idea, though. I mean, do you feel like with age and getting older and having the idea of like actually conjuring that sort of concept, do you feel like you're capable of doing that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that as I'm older, I recognize like more of the rules around it than I did before, <laughs> where like when I, before I would think of like random, like, I don't a unicorn that consists of like body parts that like well, see it's a unicorn right you're but taking it, inspiration exactly. from a unicorn that someone else created exactly know, so. exactly or body parts uh, like exactly a, like, ant legs or something like that you know i mean granted yes the the final product could be something no one's seen before right of, but at the end of the day Still you're taking aspects of like things or imagine things that other people have imagined for sure well, that, that just makes me think of, you know, like, the the theory of... It's funny seeing any sort of depiction of, like, extraterrestrial life in, like, film or art or anything like that. And then being like, ah, well, there's no way of knowing if that's what right. it actually looks like. And, but, like, everyone always imagines, like, gray guys, big heads, and big, huge black eyes or something like that. And it's Still like, have, like, organs and all yeah, these exactly. things. Yeah, or, or they're shaped like humans. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, the, yeah. The xenomorphs and stuff. And it's just funny to me because I'm like, they're probably just, like, bacteria or something. <laughs> just these, like, or, like, just germs or, like, even other insane forms of life i mean like just look under the sea it's like the craziest most like ungodly concepts you could think of is like i don't know baffles me to no extent i have no idea how that stuff even exists one thing i always not always but like i'll get to this point where if i think i've figured it out Uh i'll like refresh my mind in a way where i'll try to conceive 
of like the beginning of time and like I'll keep on tracing and tracing and tracing back <laughs> and then I get to this point where it's like my mind is incapable of understanding right, yeah, like, <laughs> and I just realized <coughs> I know nothing like yeah absolutely and yeah, it, that's fine but that's also it is an awesome thing I yeah. mean it, it, it keeps me curious as to like like one thing I'm always curious about is like the space in between uh-huh. that like we don't see but I mean, based off science or whatever anybody believes, you put all those things together, we still, it's its just like we're moving through air, but what is air? And like, what does that mean? And do we truly understand that? Or yes, but there's <laughs> explanations for all of that too. Like, I mean, True. air, especially in like our earth, like all of the, the gases mixed together, hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen, and right, all right. that combines perfectly. And we've evolved to a certain degree to where humans are able to take that in. And I mean, we create all this stuff and we have all these different materials to build with and whatnot. But I mean, like, Aside from that, there's literally parts of, like, the universe. And it's just funny to fathom that, like, the Earth is, like, just an aspect of, like, the actual thing. Like, this isn't the actual a very, thing. Very, very We're very small. comfortable yeah, here. Yeah. We're very comfortable here, but it's, like, not the actual thing. Like, the thing is everything else. Like, <laughs> like space. Well, maybe it's everything put together. Who knows? That's the yeah, thing. We're just a small organism in this big, giant body of a giant. I mean, who fuck? Or I just mean, the germ, like a bacteria. Exactly, like, because the, you would see it like in a microscope. The germs you know? What's in the us difference? might be like, man, I, I kind of like this place called the heart or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've been living here true. the whole time, and it's like, thank you for keep on pumping it right, right in there. Thing, like the space between the blood vessels. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just like you, you, they're in a universe within a universe within a universe. And, and yes, who knows? We could be part of some beer clog that we're sort of functioning yeah. in and, you know. That might last a second for some other being, and we're just part of, like, a fraction of a nanosecond to that. But also interesting. But, I mean, it's also um, it's bizarre to think that there are literally parts of, like, the outer regions where there's just nothing. Like, nothing. There's not gas. There's not breathable air. There's not rock or uh, mass or matter or anything like that. It's just, like, blank space. Okay. Well, and it, but I mean, even 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 that is like still something in 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 its own right. I Maybe feel like. only by our definition that we have to call it something. I right. mean, you, like it, it doesn't. Yeah, like you can't just say, like, "Oh, it's nothing." It's like, oh, well, that's but still then it's something. Yeah, and then somebody comes around and says, "But it's still something because it's nothing." Yeah. No, I know what you mean. That that also sometimes I think about that, and I think about like how shitty our words are for like what's going on like well like i i believe that our words are so like primitive in a way we're like it's just the english language <laughs> well i'm to me it's it's just like language in general mm-hmm. because it it's like black and white ink on paper but that came from like viewing or hearing mm-hmm. or like feeling something that is consistent of like billions of things so it's like you're condensing like what we're seeing right into these words so in a way it takes a very honed person to convey all those things in a way that you could say is poetry as yeah. far as like film in a way where like you're able to um, put these events or ideas in such a way that it connects with someone and it makes sense mm-hmm. even though they're bits and pieces you know that you have to construct but even still, then, I mean, I think that eventually there, there will be a way that we can communicate, and I, I think it'll be better, and it probably won't be with words, because it's it's really hard 
I think, to get everything that's going on in our brain. Like, we're just scrambling, I think, to, like, get, like, everything we have. All of our past experiences, all of what we think of the mm-hmm. future, what we are trying to acknowledge of the present, and then condense that with the it's words. trying to just jam-pack word, Yeah, and it's like, tiny little space. what's yeah. a good word for that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole concept of everything is actually just trying to figure out the words for certain things. <laughs> In a way, you know, and, it, and it's just like, it so I don't know if the words do... You, what is their so justice? you're saying that like you feel like there will be a time in like humanity's existence that uh, or not even necessarily humanity but I guess life in, in general where uh, beings will find like a way to uh, sort of convey emotions or convey certain ideas without having to use actual language like verbal language like maybe talking a like combination so like a, an, a way to use all senses because all senses are taking in information right and then your your brain's kind of condensing that in a way but it can only do that in such a way that you've been taught to do it you know like or you know we might push the boundaries every so often we have somebody that goes way beyond those boundaries and they make some shit that we don't understand for like a hundred years mm-hmm. pyramids stonehenge it's like stuff like people like right. i mean who knows what they are trying to say some people have this idea other people have another idea but i think that we're kind of just not using all of our tools in a way and like we could synchronize them in a way to where you and i like I can put how I feel into words, but you won't feel it unless you understand that feeling in the right. same way I feel it. You know, so like you well, can I vary. Think that's kind of what art does for people, though, and I think, I think that's so. why I I don't know if necessarily like I I think about it a lot. Like I wonder if other species have like their own form of art. I guess you know rather than just their own body language. But I mean, as far yes. as like animals or well, like aliens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, okay. I don't. I don't know anything about aliens out there, but okay, I mean, that's I mean, also I mean, who knows? Though? Yeah, I mean, right. Well, that's also an interesting truth that I, I'll think about sometimes. But like the idea that uh, there are animals out there that will literally like construct stuff. I don't know if it's necessarily to convey a feeling, but it's definitely to convey a message. You know, like how birds will, uh, you know, they'll build some sort of nest to like attract mates or something like that. Like, but they have to build a very specific nest. There's like types of birds that have to like construct this very wildly specific nest and that nest if it's built correctly and built in a certain way it'll attract a mate because i guess something in her brain tells her like oh that's a guy who's got it figured out you know like that's it's just a very interesting message that little things like that and i guess that's that bird's sort of art form or that's his craft you know like that's how that species evolves it's a very strange idea and uh, I was I was listening to literally it was like an interview with uh, Steve Irwin today <laughs> I don't know why it was just like a random thing I was listening to and uh, he was a uh, talking about kangaroos and it's just like the weirdest thing is like they don't have language or anything like that like they don't have you know they don't talk to each other so they uh, they have chirps when they're babies to like convey certain things but then when they get older they kind of just go off of body language and they'll or they'll like thump their feet around on the ground whenever they're very aggressive and they're like feeling threatened they'll thump their feet as like hey stay away from me thing and like but for some reason we're just we've come up with all these different words and to convey emotions and but yet that still doesn't feel like enough you know it's the weirdest thing like i wonder if we're the only animals who feel like ah it's not enough though like other animals just are like we're fine we'll get along with what we got you know like i wonder i do think that that is kind of like (coughs) the curse of the human being in a way but it also i mean who knows like if there is a way to input all of what we've done and like what we've fucked up mm-hmm. and, and to see if like are we actually in a positive 
like did did we come out in a positive place or yeah. are we more in a negative place? And I don't I don't know because it's I mean my my viewpoint on it is that there is a severe lack of realizing how investing in others mm-hmm. just makes life better for everyone. And there's and it, like one thing that I think prevents us from moving to that is that at every point in time you have multiple generations occupying the same space. So yeah, like absolutely. you have people that like might have committed to an idea that mm-hmm. they were taught a hundred years ago (laughs) like by their parents that lived a hundred years ago or Mm. whatever it is right right and now they're 80 and we're 20 30 40 and it's just like their parents half of what you know they believe is how they were raised yeah a lot of people i don't i don't know if at least so i that i've met are not willing to really challenge that as much um which is understandable because Certain things happen when yeah. you bring up your own personal point of view at a dinner table with your family or friends for a very long time. And it's a very uh, thin line. But I think that if you do it in love and you really care, that comes across. And that's something and that's one reason why I think that there's something to be said about like how our emotions can convey our words. So, like, yeah, it, you know, deep down inside, you may not know what I'm thinking, but for some reason, one way or the other, you can decipher a little bit. Like I could say the same sentence one way and mm-hmm. then say it another way, same words. Mm-hmm. But it's like the what's going on internally is it's having like this underlining effect when mm-hmm. it gets to you. So I just wonder if that's more important sometimes. I mean, obviously, words are pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> in, in, like in in a way, it's, there's so many bad situations, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in a way, it is probably one of the best tools that we have. Yeah. But sometimes Language. I wonder if we have focused so much on it, or if like we're so focused on progressing technology that we forget about these other things mm-hmm. that have been developed, and we kind of just let it. We, we leave it off to like social media to like uh, progress the English English language with kids that are coming up in high school. I mean, in high school, we came up with plenty of words, you know, right, like right. now those words are part of our language. And like I, I see my little brother, they have new words. Those are part of the English language enough so that people are marketing to people in that way. You know, and it's just like that's kind of how the English language works. Like, well, I think everything is just marketed through like social media now. You know, true. And, well, if you and need they can it, pick who they want to so easily. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, any sort of target demographic, like they, it's instant too. Like they know exactly how to reach that. I mean, do you think that's a generational gra- uh, gap? Like, do you think it's made specifically for a certain generation or do you think it's made to accommodate any person well i think at right now they at they have it at their disposal to address any generation yeah but i also do wonder how that's going to impact the generation that was born into social media that's so weird to think because we were born at a very i think we were born at a very interesting time when we had access to like really awesome technology at the time like sure like vhs now is super dated and stuff but we had these really cool things we would learn how to like play with cartridges and vhs and cd players and then all of a sudden it gets to like like what if we were to fathom what we have now just like 
a decade ago, if we were to think of like, if someone told us that's what, oh, the future is going to be little rectangles that live in your pocket and it's a touch screen that you can access anything. You can yeah. literally watch any video at any time. That could you, have been a futuristic movie. Today. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, at the, at sure. the time, like a decade ago, you were like, that's insane. There's no way. Yeah. And so they just go for two megabyte or eight megabyte memory cards to eight gigabyte phones. But the, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wouldn't yeah. even know what that meant. Like, ten years yeah. ago, I would be like, well, what are you saying right now? What is this future? So, you know, it's crazy, but like that's that's kind of how our brain is constructed now. And like people, I mean, that's part of our evolution. I feel like, and especially the generation born into it, like that's what they're going to know. Like as they get older, as opposed to like learning it. I mean, yes, they have to learn it in their own sense, but like they just have always known that to yeah. be. So that's a really interesting concept to me, and I'm sure that's the same way for every generation that's above us. You know, like the the baby boomers. You know, who are just like, man, I tell you what. You guys have nothing to worry about now, but it was really scary, like, a few years before you guys were born, and, like, sure, like, it's all safe and dandy now, but, you know, it's just an interesting idea that, like, it's nonstop, like, progression. I've heard it it's plenty of times serving the older folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> plenty of times, man. I love hearing that, man. It is, it is awesome, though, honestly. Oh, I, yeah. I think, okay, so... <coughs> Here's like an like another thing that kind of goes along with my idea of like looking at things that have become normal mm-hmm. to to the point where they're like in our subconscious, so like we don't think about them anymore. Yeah. So like time travel. Okay. So the- definitely not a normal idea. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. So time travel. If I say, how are we going to time travel? I think 99% of people, as soon as I bring up time travel, Mm. are going to think science. Like, they're going to think, how do we construct something based off of the laws of the universe to manipulate them or, like, work with them, okay? Here's a very simple way to time travel. Talk to an old person. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> like you are literally, literally traveling in time. Like you have, like that person lived a life that you would have never been exposed to. That's true. And you can extract information from them, and vice versa. You know, and they can do the same if you're willing to have that conversation. I've done it many a times. Yeah. To where you can condense like a whole person's life in a conversation, and you learn something that you just never would have even had the access to learn because we weren't there. Isn't that the wildest thing, though, is, like, to your immediate knowledge, there's no real proof that any of that shit's real. <laughs> like, like what if we had car engines for, like, all of existence and there was never this big yeah, universe? Sometimes I do wonder that right? because, like, <laughs> we can't confirm. I mean, we have photos, but... <laughs> Yeah, All the other we stuff, yeah, yeah we, we don't have anybody. And and that's the scary thing too. Hundred years from now, think every every all all of the, our history is going to be so like trust online. Yeah, it's just like books. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Like those are going to yeah, be right? so valuable. Like that's different. That's ink. You can look at the pages and be like, damn, this is an old book. It probably yeah, right? you know. But you got a computer, and it's like everything's backed up to the cloud. You want to learn yeah. about how humanity was before? Well. I mean, whoever, whatever story they want to tell. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just stories that you're hearing. You know, I mean, you hear a thousand stories a day. I mean, you can watch a thousand movies, but you're like, ah, well, that obviously was a fictional story or something like that. I mean, sort of, it, it kind of jumps it's between each other at times and times. Yeah, it, it can, I, I worry that, like, will the idea of history get blurry, like, with time to come in the future, you know, like... 
I, I doubt it will. Like, I'm sure people know. are going to understand, like, what's what and, like, what happened. Like, I mean, there's not a part of me that actually questions, you know, that early humans, like, had to build their own tools. And, it, it, like, I, I, nothing about that I have to, like, physically question. But it's just an interesting idea that there's really no immediate way for me to, like, know for sure, like, that happened. Because I didn't see it, you know? Well I, well, I do think that if I look at it right now, I think that they kind of almost had to tell people where we started because they had an idea of where we wanted to go. Yeah. So it's like, okay, these are the basic things you need to know in order for us as humanity to progress. So let's in, like let's teach you the basic stuff about like electricity or mm-hmm. woodwork. Like our parents were going to school in a time they tell me all the time like half the stuff they learned in high school we go to college for now mm-hmm. so it's like stuff like that i think that they probably just understood like we're better off as a country yeah. coming up teaching everybody these things uh-huh. and in order for you to understand it it's like anything else you have to understand the basics and the basics are this is where it started and yeah you got to know the history of it and exactly. like how it came to be the and things like that how are it was constructed every time mm-hmm. okay so a hammer this is how you get it yeah done. exactly but we need a hammer that's going to hammer 10 things at a time okay i understand the concept of a hammer now now i can explore based on what i have access to now exactly. how i can do that when you involve computers though it's like okay now you don't have a person like i like by the time my little brother, he's 15 now, let's yeah. say he's 25, and let's just say his kids, I mean, AI will be, like, normal. I mean, it pretty much is almost normal if you consider, like, Siri and Alexa. I mean, that's all forms of AI, and then whatever they're experimenting on and rolling out whenever mm-hmm. they do. But you and I, how old we are, have already gotten accustomed to that. No problem. Super bizarre, right? <laughs> no problem. Like it only it only took like a couple explanations of just like no, you can actually talk to this thing, yeah. and it will do certain tasks, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, and like that's all the convincing we needed for that. Yeah. You know, it's like I want like I think that's just a human thing to have done though. It's like if you have the proof and you see it work in front of you, you kind of don't really question the mechanics of it at, to a certain point. Like if I was to deconstruct my phone. There's no fucking way I know how... I have no idea how this thing works. I plug headphones into it, not not even like an ounce of me understands how sound comes through my rectangle phone, through my cord, up to my ears. Like, not, I have no idea. I assume it's something with vibrations, but like really I'm basing that off of like the most minimal science that I've learned in school. Okay. But like, I, I mean, yes, I could totally go and research those things, but... The fact that I don't have to, I just know that it works, kind of prevents me from feeling like I have to learn anything. And I think that's kind of a problem with a lot of stuff is that I, I think a lot of people are being taught that they don't have to learn stuff because stuff just works. And I'm worried that less and less people are going to start making things that work because of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> or it could be condensed to a population that knows of how it works. And now we're going to make it work for us but also we know it appeals to you yeah and so as long as it appeals to you but honestly that has been going on forever i mean like right just in different ways like mcdonald's you know like yeah exactly i'm gonna make a sandwich that i know like you're human but then you learn how that food is made and then you're like but how long did that take 
How, how long did it take before you know McDonald's was revealed as to like what's going on? That <laughs> oh, and even still, there are just like millions upon millions of You're people like, that know it. how it's yeah. made. And they're like, yeah, I mean, I know, but it's just really, really like great instant satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't eat at McDonald's anymore no. because I've seen some of the stuff that they do, and I've seen how it's made, and I understand like the process, you know, how what it goes through, and I. It's just, I can't do it. Like it's just it messes with me a little bit, and I I get physically sick if I go there now. Like, but I didn't used to before. Yeah. But now when I go, I actually feel like ooh, occasionally dirty. I will go to Taco Bell, and probably McDonald's See, if it's no. open. But only only <laughs> if I am so fucked up. <laughs> I'm to the point where I'm like I consciously do kind of make the decision where like I'm gonna make a bad decision. No, I'm right definitely now. not perfect. I absolutely love Taco Bell. I'm not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I always used to think Taco Bell was the healthier option because no. I was like, it's a taco, oh. so like you've got lettuce, tomato, cheese. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, that sounds healthy. You got too. all the basic food groups in there. Right. I mean, what, yeah, how, yeah. how do you go wrong? Hey, yeah, when you want something, you find a way to justify it. I oh mean, my god, absolutely, bad. Yeah. absolutely. It's it's that's also human. And that's yeah. so scary, man. That is very scary. Um, and I think that we probably have learned that for better or for worse, probably. I also, one thing that I kind of believe in is that people are subject to the rules that they think work. Like, so, or even the Absolutely. ones that they've accepted subconsciously. So it's like, if it's been marketed to you in a way that it's like I've provided you with these reasons and I've yeah. connected the dots for you so it makes sense, yeah. then sometimes without us even knowing it, we might go and get McDonald's or Taco <laughs> Bell or whatever. And it's like we it's, tell ourselves these reasons and we didn't know they were given to us. It's the two for three deal. You know? There's a perfect. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's I know great. we had a lot of bad stuff happen before, but we're offering this great deal. Just two items for three dollars, and you're like, hey, "Well, I can't pass that human. up." <laughs> We've made yeah. mistakes. Yeah. This is a great deal. We've all made mistakes. Yeah. Uh, we, I've, 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 you live and you learn. You you forget. Yeah, and you flowers forget. Flowers to make up. Yeah, I mean, that's all they're doing. It's they're just buying flowers. We have a flowers, chance at a better relationship. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true, though. Yeah, yeah, everyone learns to justify things in their own way. I mean, like you could argue that with like insane people too, like. <laughs> Like, but that's the thing is yeah. you can argue that with literally like mass murderers. You go out and they're like, ah, it's the craziest stuff. I think that's it's so fascinating. Like you see, uh, what, what was the guy's name who did his own court cases? Uh, Ted Bundy, I think his name is. Okay. Do you see that guy? No. Fucking but I have insane. heard his name. So I, this dude literally like goes on these college campuses and he like just did horrible things like raped and killed girls and stuff. Okay. Sorry, I know this is a dark topic matter, I mean, but like, but, it, but the idea behind this guy is that like he just. I feel like he almost did it to be famous in, like, a really scary, twisted way because, like, by the end of it, like, he had to go to court and he didn't get a lawyer, like, because he intentionally wanted to, like, stand up in front of a crowd and, like, take care of his own court cases himself. And, like, by doing so, he was, like, weirdly worshipped by, like, all these teen girls, which is the strangest demographic to me to, like, worship this guy who killed teen girls and it's like it's just the idea behind the like mentality of certain people is like i feel like he did that to be famous in like a really weird way but also he just had these sick desires and he just did them and really fucked up got like you know good and obviously he got the consequences that he needed like i think he was put to death which because he was fucking insane but um, i've thought about this because i think that a lot of people kind of 
they get on this moral like basis of the situation and I understand that and I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people want to be a part of the group that is voicing for the group that should have their voice heard like yeah. this is fucked up you know and, yeah. and the more people that do that I think that's a great thing um, but I also think that there had to have been and this is also based off of the idea that I think that everybody has the potential to be a good person Mm -hmm. Um, or at least not turn like I think that every mass murderer or or whoever it is that's committed a horrible crime had equal chances to turn out to be somebody else of course and I I think there's a One of the things is I think are like the most unsettling about some of those um, some of those parts in history of like the mass murders and whatnot is that uh, they're almost glorified in a weird way in the sense that we make like forty five minute long documentaries talking about their entire life, but we don't really think to talk about any of the people you know they killed or anything like that. And those people were probably working really hard. Some of those girls were going to college and were studying very important things, you know? And But no, we're focusing, like, a whole hour of someone else's life to tell you the story of the guy who murdered that girl, you know? It's really weird what we focus a lot of our efforts on because... We know what drives human emotion. Exactly. That's what's going to sell them, man. It, that's what's so weird to me is that it's almost a point of, like, you know... Oh well, what's more interesting? Dude? Yeah, you know, it's we got a station too. to run. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's the weirdest thing, and I yeah. wonder, you know, do you like? And this, I'm, this is a real question. Like, do you think we would uh, have maybe less cases of like mass murders if it wasn't as publicized as it is? Um, I definitely think that they take that. Like, I think that these people that I think you have to put an enormous amount of time and energy yeah. to consider doing that yeah. i mean you know so like i do think that they, they do consider that and it's and, basically like writing your own death sentence in a way i feel like and in a way i think that people are entitled to that just not by way of killing others you know yeah. like but i think i think that they can be the, the stories can be portrayed in a more constructive way so rather than being good or bad um because the person is still a human being so they still like nobody's completely evil so i think that it's important to present the full story and kind of look at it like the way i always talk to people about this when they bring up something like people that are just horrible people or like um i had somebody bring up the issue of a standing rock with people that want to put um, oil pipelines, I believe, where there's like an Indian reservation or a reservation okay. of some sort. And they were just just bashing the people that are in control of that situation. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, like, I understand that. Yeah. But what's the solution? I mean, like, for centuries, as, as long as we know, people have fought or protested, and there have been gains at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But I really think that what's happening is, like, there's a disconnect of, like, this person knows numbers and spreadsheets. They Mm -hmm. don't know people and feelings. And at the end of the day, they're looking at that, and that's how they're making their decisions. If they were living on this preservation, Uh they obviously would not make the same decision. So I kind of – I think it takes 
a different approach like a doctor's approach so if you go to a doctor and you say i have this problem or this illness or yeah. i'm feeling depressed or whatever it is the first thing the doctor is going to do is he's he, he or she is not going to say you're such a fucked up person exactly they're going to say well ask this what? is yeah this is yeah. they get to the root of like right. what this came well, what's from, going on and yeah then you get a diagnosis okay well let's this start is here. who you are basically this is what your brain consists of this is how it's mechanized and this is what is constructed mm-hmm. you have this this and this and that's everybody that's everybody and yes there are definitely like ways of like i guess stabilizing certain emotions that you may have like destructive or uh, um, sort of impulse impulsions or uh, impulsiveness I guess I should say and also any sort of like aggressive behavior that someone may have there are definitely ways of stabilizing that with like any sort of medication that's prescribed to you but also that's also uh, uh, I think a controversial thing to, like whether or not people feel like they need to do that or oh well I'm just a human but I mean like some people are happier by doing that so I, I think that's totally welcome you yeah, know? yeah I mean I think that it, it, it's a case by case scenario so you know if if something in your head is telling you hey I don't I'm not a person that likes to take pills or whatever yeah. you know then don't take it. Yeah. like then, like seek, seek alternative methods but exactly. if you're a person where that makes complete sense to you and you think that's gonna work then by all means of course um but my point is is that if you truly want change, mm-hmm. you have to be able to sit down at that table with that person and like recognize that that person is just as much human as you are. Mm-hmm. And although you can see their mistakes and they can't see yours, that doesn't make yours any less a mistake. You know, like do you feel like there's a say a point where someone can come back from these are horrible feelings that they have like i think uh, i think yes i don't think anyone is necessarily born evil like you said before mm-hmm. but um i think there are things that can happen to a person throughout their life that can sort of manipulate the way they think or view the world uh, to a certain degree to where they might not be able to come back from that even i can i could see that but I think if there is a system that's in place or a protocol or an awareness amongst all people yeah that my thing is like you're you're not gonna tell a bully like you're not gonna get a bully to change by bullying the bully exactly you're just gonna give him more fuel exactly so what what you can do well, is kind I of feel give, like I feel I'm sorry go on <laughs> well what I'm saying is like what you can do is you can have everybody in the school just kind of like say you know we understand like something's going on and we don't know what it is but hey we're all here for you so mm-hmm. whenever you're ready like come and talk to us and and uh, we'll f- see what we can do to help you of course yeah and. I wish we lived in a world where we could comfortably do that with everybody, you know? And I, I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe that if we acted like that towards everybody, we would live in a way safer, much more pleasant world. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, if we're like, hey, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? Are you yeah. okay? Like, but a lot of people are really selfish, and a lot of people don't care to take the time to say, hey, are you doing okay? Like, some people are just like, I'm just here to make money, or I'm just yeah. here because, like, you make me look better or something like that. And Whatever it's like it a lot is, of people yeah. are super selfish, selfish and it's, it's fucked up. But, you know, I, I wish we didn't live in a kind of world like that too. But um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say that I feel like uh, it is sad because any – not that I sympathize with uh, bullies per se, but I, I, I feel like 
any bully definitely comes from a place of self-hurt or something that has happened to them in their life to where they feel inadequate or, right. you know, there's always some backing to it, you know. So I don't necessarily, like, I've been in situations where I've been bullied and I'm like, wow, this really sucks. <laughs> but but I, even as a kid, I, I never was like, 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 hey, shut up, man, like, I hate you or something like that. I was always like, man. I wonder what is bugging that guy so much. You know, I was always yeah. just like, what this is, like, like, this the is, root is not, of this problem? Like, yeah, this is totally out of place for what's going mm-hmm. on. What is, like, dude, weird. Yeah, it, was, yeah. Super, it, it was always really just bizarre to me. And so it was like my goal. Like, if someone were to come up to me and bully me, it was like my goal to be like, hey, like, like are we cool? Like, what's going on? Like, I would always want to talk to the person and see, like, because if I had done something wrong, I want to take action for it and say, hey, I hope I didn't, like, offend you or something. Or if there's something about me you don't like, I want to know why you don't like it because I don't want you to not like something about me because that's who I am, you know? Especially if it's as easy as a conversation. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I've made friends by doing that. It's like someone who at first I didn't get along with and then I just had a conversation with them and then all of a sudden, hey, like, best buddies. And it's like, it's just, it happens all the time. It's just like, just sit down and talk to your person, dude. It's not that hard. (laughs) You know, oftentimes those have been sometimes uh, not oftentimes but i would say more often than i thought yeah that has led to decent friendships oh, because yeah. right off the bat we understood like oh wow we just made it through something that most people just kind of will look uh, fight or, and, or mm-hmm. and, and separate and they never talk to each other it's like mm-hmm. okay i know this person is somebody that can level with me even when we disagree mm-hmm. but has there been people in your life where you've like had a conversation with but just you can't get through that and can't like learn to communicate with yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's definitely been plenty of times, especially as I was always a why person. So like, at, like as a as a kid, I would always ask my parents why. Like they would tell me what I needed to do, and I would and I, would, I totally see you as being a why. Kid. <laughs> yeah. like, well, why does it work like that? And they're like, James, I just don't know. Yeah, you yeah. ask so many questions. Yeah. You philosophical bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, but I just don't want to like. I don't know. I want to acknowledge. Like I have this inner voice that I think with, that I like, I dream with. Yeah. You know, all these things. So it's like. That same inner voice when I'm around people that don't acknowledge that mm-hmm. um, or respect me as a person, it's like I feel a duty to like stand up for that inner yeah. voice and say, you know, like my life is worth something and it's fleeting and it's here and it's gone. So if I'm going to do something and it's not always that I wanted to argue with them, but I just kind of wanted to know why, like, yeah, why yeah, do exactly. we do this or um, I mean, there was plenty of times, and I would remember everything. So, like, last week, if you said, hey, James, like, this is what we need to do, and then the next week it changed, I would bring it up, and I'd be like, well, hold on, you said this last week, yeah. and now you're saying this, and it's like, I wanted, I was looking for a long time for, like, a consistent rule of the universe, I yeah. think. Like, I wanted it to just make sense, because I would get bits and pieces from people, and as I grew up, and I think, I mean, it came from going to different schools. I went to probably, like, seven different schools. Wow. Like, over the course of, like, through from kindergarten through yeah, to high school. I, yeah. mm-hmm. So, I just think, like, I met so many different kinds of people yeah. that what somebody would viciously say is right, I would see on the other side as, like, technically wrong to that person, but it still works. And, like everybody's good so it would just spark this thing in my head where i'm like what's what's the one true thing that i can stick with and i mean as i've grown older i've 
I've come to this point where I don't know if there is one rule of the universe, but that there's beauty in seeing the spectrum of like everything mm-hmm. like and it's and, and that's kind of how I view it at this point. And I also leave myself open to maybe possibly thinking differently when I'm 30, you yeah, know, like it, absolutely. I might just have some other realization, but at the end, at the end of the day, really kind of doesn't matter you know i'm not in a position to where like i have to make rules for people to Mm -hmm. dictate how they live their life Mm so i kind of just took that burden off myself but man i spent years like hours just constantly running in the background trying to figure it out figure it out and then one day i just i was like it's been how many years (laughs) how many human beings have tried to solve these Mm -hmm. answers and nobody has a conclusion, I'm like, I'm not going to be the guy. Like, there's no way I'm going to be the guy that surpasses all those hours put in by so many people to figure out everything, and I'm just going to be the one that figures out everything. I'm like, no, but, you know, I I, I can be more open to life and see what is yeah, just exactly. here and just not try to filter it through. I have to figure it out. Sometimes it's just, I think, allow yourself to experience yeah and and maybe allow yourself to have some time to reflect and just recognize that i mean one recent thing is realizing how beautiful suffering is in a way mm-hmm. and 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 seeing how you can appreciate your happiness and the lessons learned through that where it's like man if i wouldn't have learned that then how many years would it have gone by that i would have suffered without me knowing i was suffering until it finally dawned on me suffering in the sense of like not having all the riches that are like exposed to other people or suffering in the sense mentally suffering in a a way where um i felt that certain things needed to happen for me to be happy Mm -hmm. and then realizing that external things don't need to happen for me to be happy like do you you feel like people need to experience hardships to figure out what they uh what makes them happy i think in a way they aren't hardships at all i think that because of our preconceived notions of what we expect yeah we bring these hardships on ourselves so since they're not aligning with what we already predicted that we want in the future or align with what we've told ourselves is the definition of this or that. Yeah. But then we think, oh, well, you know, if this is real love, I have to sacrifice. That's what I told myself. If I put it all on the line, then that'll ha- like that'll have to change her mind. Not so. And at the end of the day, I don't want to hate her either. So I had to reconcile with the fact that maybe what's right for me is wrong for her. Mm-hmm. And what and in all that and that's that is just what it is and that's Isn't that the weird spectrum how those yeah. are like the hardest decisions though is like like one other person who makes you feel a certain way or did make you feel a certain way and then having to all of a sudden like come to a decision no that's like the hard always the hardest decision it was like yeah. the weirdest thing in life is it like i mean i still honestly i still think about it mm-hmm. um and it's weird and and that's the weird part about it and that's why i never kind of come to like something too definitive i kind of just try and stick with what works consistently because there's just like flukes you know like some days i'll wake up and i'm not who i was for the past 10 days i'll feel like something completely different it's like it doesn't feel like progress it doesn't feel like 
me being my best self or being yeah. my smart version of myself, it feels like I'm back in high school and my emotions are like <laughs> taking black, over. Yeah, yeah, and it's like this doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> like what? What is? It, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what is this for? And I just, I just kind of let it. And and sometimes it'll stick with me, and yeah. I'll start to try and justify it, and then I'll start to create these stories for myself, and I'll think, well, maybe. Maybe I'll have an ending like yeah. a movie or a great story. Like maybe I'll be one of those few. But what what justifies a great story though is the thing. It's like who do you look at? Who who are like inspirations to you that make you think like ah oh, that's a great story? Is like everyone has a person like that, you know. And it's a different person. Like I mean, you could say your inspiration is someone complete like i may not even know who you say like you'll say a name and then oh i don't that person's never touched me that way you know i've never been affected by that and i can say vice versa for you like for who i look up to you know Mm -hmm. it's just the idea is like who's the story for and like yeah of course you want to like reach out and like uh influence as many people as possible but it's like also just you know live your own life like try to try to that's that's my idea is, like, I just want to do what I feel like is going to be most accessible for me and, like, most uh, worth my time here, you know? And, like, in my time consists of, like, I love company and I like other people and I just like hearing other thoughts and ideas. And I, I think you're a, very much the same way. You love hearing other people's stories and you're Absolutely. a person that, like, loves, loves, loves to help other people. And, like, that you want a story to tell. And I feel like you do that yeah. already. Like, yeah. And it's just—it's a funny idea of like, hopefully one day I'll get to tell this great story. It's like anyone. Yeah. I feel like anyone. Like I could probably talk to like a child, and they would tell me something, and I'd be like, "That's amazing!" <laughs> like a child could like tell me that they went to the playground and played tag with a friend, and I'd be like, "I could—I could probably cry if some if it, if a kid came up to me and told me that they played tag at a park, I'd probably cry because I'd be like, "That's amazing!" That's so I remember I did that. Yeah, I've done that yeah. before, and I don't do that anymore. Yeah. It's like that's. I forgot that was a thing. Like, it's just, it's like, that's an awesome story for me, though. And that might not be an awesome story for someone else, but, like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great place to end, honestly. All right. What do you think? I feel good about it. That was good. That was fun. Yes. Thank you.